Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is a show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. Yep. And tonight we are breaking down season two, episode three, twice. Twice. Stung. stung. We're going to find out how well it holds up. Uh, but first, let's catch up a little. How was your week? What are you up to? Is there anything new in the world with you? Is there anything new in the world with me? Um, I have begun just recapping the media that I'm consuming for these um, segments because that's all that's going on with me. It's all that's happening. Yeah, right. Um, I finally watched Bridgerton. I've watched the four or five episodes Mm -hmm. um, and I like it. I got weirdly into it. One of the things that I am a huge sucker for is when a period piece uses like a modern song but like played on a string quartet Um, (laughs) and there's a lot of that in this it's funny because i hate the other way like i hate it when like a (laughs) ukulele you know twee version of you know uh, a jay-z song anything Mm -hmm. like that that's a big no but a string quartet playing like a lady gaga song i am all about um so so far (laughs) bridgerton is that for me um and it's also basically porn if anyone yeah um, right whatever reason you don't have access to porn (laughs) (laughs) my wife watched the entire thing without me and every time i came into the room i was like this is a real horny show, huh? She's like, yeah, it's, it's a real horny very show. Very horny, but I love the dancing. And the dancing is making me feel like, oh, there's a world where like I might dance at some I point. Might, I might again. <laughs> one day put on my bodice and dance. Well, that was, yeah, that one <laughs> of the things I said was I was like, I can't wait to go to a ball again. You know, like yeah, right. I, <laughs> it's one of those shows that like time will tell if I remember anything about it um or ever go back to it um but but i did watch it but speaking of going back to things i then went back and rewatched the first couple of episodes of the high fidelity uh series reboot which i basically binged in like two days when Mm. it came out and i found out it was not picked up for a second season went back and rewatched it it's amazing um it's it's so wild to me that that is not continuing. I um, will have to check that out. I was a fan of the movie. And then, of course, yes. when you go back and watch that, it doesn't really hold up particularly well. Um, so I'm curious to see how they, you know, put a modern spin on it. I mean, particularly the woman who plays um, the reimagined version of the Jack Black character. Mm-hmm. Like, she is a 10 out of 10. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's... It is like a good update. Cool. Uh, well, speaking of things, we're <laughs> we're just recapping other shit we're watching. And speaking <laughs> of rewatching things, I finally completed my pandemic project of rewatching every single episode of The Americans. Oh wow! Okay. Um, it's just so good. You know, it's so well done. Um, that last couple of episodes is just—they've earned so much by then over the course of six seasons. Mm-hmm. That and and they do such a a good slow burn on those last few episodes that it's really just an incredible, incredible achievement. Um, And it got me thinking about the difference between like what we're covering on this podcast. And like, it's interesting to me because when you think about it, even though the Americans um, concept is based in some sort of reality, like there were 
Russian spies here mm-hmm. who tried to get rid of their accents and tried to live as Americans as like sleeper cells and stuff. But one, but they're both sort of these weird high concept things where you have to, you know, suspend your disbelief, mm-hmm. right? Um, both MacGyver and the Americans. And what's so interesting and well done about the Americans is that they just try to make everything else so incredibly realistic about it. Like every every dialogue scene, every little detail of the espionage and the way it worked, you know, like they really do their homework. And just those 80s houses. I yeah. mean, it's like looking at, you know, something you remember from your childhood. Yeah, they just do such a good job and they don't try to like glam it up the way for instance, the latest season of Stranger Things did where it was like, this is what the 80s was, right? Like all popcorn and Coke Zero. Right. And kids just like riding their bikes. And because there is that version of nostalgia, which I right. think we we talk about, you know, some guests have brought it up. Like you look back on like, we had no rules and we turned out fine. And that's, <laughs> I'm not interested in that. That's no, an no. old boring yeah. take, but. Yeah, but I just, I was just kind of thinking about the fact that they're both kind of technically espionage shows, MacGyver <laughs> and the Americans. <laughs> that's you know? painting a very, very yeah, broad yeah. brush. Which <laughs> is nice to watch a show where they like, they really made an effort to take it seriously. And, uh, and, and it's just the dialogue is so great and the acting is so great. And um, it's everything that MacGyver isn't really. <laughs> well, what I love about the Americans is that usually if you have a show that goes on for that long, the end can be kind of a hot mess because yeah. it's just like, oh, we we started five different um, avenues for this and we need to tie everything up. But there's a conflict and I, I'm not going to say what it is because mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen the Americans, but there's a conflict that's like simmering for a really long time yes. in the Americans. And your mm-hmm. whole thing is like, how are they going to do this so that th- this is a payoff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and the stuff that doesn't happen at the end yes. is, is, is as exciting as the stuff that does. Yes, um, it was brilliant. And like, I, I feel like a show with six seasons, it's really hard to do that because there's so many shows that I think are perfect because they're three seasons right, or right. two seasons and you just, it's one story and you're telling it and that's right. it. What are we diving into now? Um, oh, I've been watching Search Party, which is... Oh, I've already binged it and finished it. I can't believe I forgot to even mention that. It's yeah. so great, but it like a concept like that where it starts with uh, something kind of dark, darkly funny. When you keep it going for four seasons, it only gets darker and darker. <laughs> so it's well, the real fucked up this season. Well, and the fact that they've been able to heighten that I know. Season I know. without it getting completely beyond... Yeah. The, you know, it's it's testing my patience, right? I'm two season, I'm two episodes into the la- into the recent season. Oh, you're gonna my, you're gonna love yeah, you're gonna love it goes. by the end of the season. It's it it kind of uh, corrects course a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, Cola Scola is so funny and it's so brilliant in that role. Yeah, the there's so many reasons why I wish Difficult People had continued, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but uh, that character is one of yeah. them. Totally. All right. Uh, we blabbed enough here. Let's get to our guest. Mm-hmm. She's a hilarious stand-up and improv comedian who has performed all over the goddamn world. She's been on Comedy Central and written for the Netflix historical roast and directed short films. She can do it all. Please welcome our buddy Morgan Miller. Hi. Hello. <laughs> what an intro. She can do it all. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, I come on. You're Thank a bit of a you. renaissance person, I would say. I, I'm a jack of all trades, but yeah. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Nathan. I just adore you so much. And you know what, Annie, I don't 
know you personally, but I, I like you more than Nathan. I can already talk. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging the elephant yeah. in the room. I really, that's a, that's I'm glad someone fair. brought that's it up. Fair. Um, <laughs> I miss you terribly. Um, yeah, uh, and I, I love your dog. What a sweet looking fella he is. Oh boy. Charlie Chaplin. Hopefully Charlie he'll be. Chaplin, your dog. You're actually in the rare group of us who have named our dogs after comedians. Yeah. Our first dog was na- is named Tina as in Tina Fey. Um, wow. our second dog, uh, get this is named Ellen. However, she came with the name Fallon. And we decided there, no dog of ours is going to be named after Jimmy Fallon. And so we changed it to something that sounded like Fallon, not realizing until after we changed it to Ellen that, oh, wait, <laughs> Ellen's a comedian too. Um, and, and, and 100% people just think you named your dog yeah, after Ellen Tina DeGeneres. Fey and Ellen DeGeneres. Like that's, that's what they think. Yeah. But you, but people probably, you can say my name, my dog's name is Charlie and they don't necessarily automatically assume that it's Charlie Chaplin. Well, I introduced him as Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> you do, yeah, yeah. People are like, what's your dog's name? I'm like, Charlie Chaplin. That's adorable. And uh, I call him, I've been calling him Charles lately when I get mad. <laughs> Formal. Mm. Charles? I mean, I'm seeing like pictures of you and Charles uh, hiking all over the goddamn American Southwest. It looks amazing. Um, yeah. That's what you've been doing with your COVID time is just getting the hell out onto mountaintops and stuff. Absolutely. Really leaning into my lesbian culture <laughs> and uh, roughing it in the mountains. Um, yeah. yeah, I have. I went on a I went on a 16 day solo camping trip in Utah before I got Charlie. And wow. that was unbelievable. Hmm. And then um, I got Charlie and was going to go home to Denver. And I we did a, a camping trip all through Utah with Charlie, the two of us but it was winter and I didn't really account for that because I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> and so we were, t- we were sleeping in like 18 degree weather and we were just both shivering and he was, but he's a good sport. My mom mm-hmm. bought him a ski coat. He looks absolutely stunning in a ski coat. Um, That's also we, why you get a dog when you're hiking is for warmth, right? For body warmth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just you're like pack dogs. Up. Yeah, exactly. I just can't imagine that because I've slept outside in like, 40 to 30 degree weather and been like oh absolutely never not never again, again. <laughs> like how it's how horrible do you get down to the teens yeah. it's horrible it's horrendous there's nothing i'm in three pairs of sweatpants i'm in four jackets I, my face is just so cold neither of us slept like at all and yeah, uh he's wrapped in you know a heavy heavy blanket it's not fun but i'm also <laughs> I'm also such like a competitive slash upstanding person that I'm like, it was fine. We were fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I I would do it again, bitch. I would do it again. It seems um, like just stubbornness to me. Like, yeah, actually, spite. that's actually. Yeah. But I feel that way on literally every hike I go on because I'm in the Bay Area and that's literally all there is to do right now is like you can just go hiking and that's it. That's the only thing that's available. But like there are hikes that I actively hate while I'm doing it, but I will still tell literally anyone that I come into contact with that I hiked. Like I'm glad to have done it. I'm not necessarily glad that I'm doing it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice flex. It's a nice flex, as they would say. But yeah, it was horrible. I didn't, I don't want to do that again. And And do you, I I mean, I have to ask, I'm sure a lot of people ask you this, but you were out there like by yourself or by yourself with Charlie. And like, I mean, I'm having like Aaron Ralston pinning your fucking arm underneath rock nightmares. Like, (laughs) was it scary to be by yourself or? 
Yeah, you know, that's everyone says that. They're like, yeah. weren't you so, especially when I didn't have Charlie, um, I was by myself and uh, people were like, were you freaked? And I hiked by myself really hard stuff. I was hiking eight to 10 hours a day and then setting up camp in, in the nighttime and waking up just beautiful scenery. I mean, it was so wild. But yeah, there was a, there was like one time where like I didn't time it correctly and then it just got dark. <laughs> oh no. And I was like, fuck, I think I have like a mile left. It's okay, I'll make it. Turns out I had like three and a half miles left. Oh, and I had to do it in oh pitch dark. But everyone's like, were you scared? I'm not scared. I never get, I just am not, I think it's because I don't fear death. <laughs> which if we really want to get into that but i don't, I don't actually you death. you share that with macgyver actually. Yeah, neither does macgyver so you are on on the right podcast so. well that's why you hired me and yes, i am getting yes, paid for this yes, yep. so, but um um yeah no it's weird everyone's like and also are you scared to sleep alone and one time i did have to sleep in a tent not at a campsite that was particularly scary mm-hmm. and i did sleep with pepper spray and a knife in my hand but in general, I don't fear death. So in that instance, right, in my head, I was like, if I die on this hike in the dark, which I didn't think I was going to, but I was like, then that's the way I'm supposed to die. And that, what a story. What a story to be told. Right. There are worse ways. But I'm never scared. I mean, I like it a lot. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, um, uh, so you hinted at the fact that you may have <laughs> made a similar error to a previous guest of ours and watched the wrong <laughs> episode first. Uh, what... <laughs> What did you watch? Well, here's the thing. There's about 7 million episodes of fucking MacGyver, and I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Until I got on the old Roku, and then I was like, good God, there's a lot of episodes. And I don't, you know, I read emails, but I I really skim them. And uh, (laughs) so I just read, I think, season two episode three i mm. went to look it up and when you go to season two it's like it's you know, season two episode 23 it just continues the episodes okay oh i see okay so you watched the season two finale no i watched the first <laughs> watched <laughs> the first episode of season two. Oh, okay all right all right <laughs> none of it made sense none of it made sense. Oh. but i watched that one which i actually liked better than the episode we watched <laughs> <laughs> It's great also to me that like the person who covered that episode with us is the person who fucked up and watched <laughs> Knight Rider. So something about that episode is like cursed or something. It is. And that that was a wild episode because that's the man versus machine thing, right? Where he's got to like fight the computer. Yeah. Yes. Affirmative. Sure. Like a supercomputer. He's like breaks in and the computer takes over the... Are we talking about the God, same maybe episode? Maybe not. Maybe that's not I don't even think the that's one. Right up. I, re- I watched the episode where it was actually really heartwarming. It was where there was a hitman that got out of prison. Okay. That was. <laughs> that's a different one? <laughs> season two, episode two. So it's a pre- okay, okay, it's the one right before this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that one where then at the end they do the fake thing and then he gets to go teach the baseball and all that stuff. Amazing. That was very Amazing. sweet. Yeah, he really he really enjoyed being in that locker room and telling everyone real details about his actual life, even though he's supposed to be in witness protection. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> That's very funny. So I have to ask, uh, have you had you ever seen MacGyver before this or was this your God, first you know, time? I don't think I'd ever seen it before, which is crazy because 
that was the era where I was really into this kind of stuff. So I was, I'm 13 years old. So I, it was hard (laughs) for me to know if I'd seen this. No, but in all honesty, I was born, so I was born in the late eighties. I'm 32. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Tell my age, bitch. Um, I'm not one of those women. I don't, I don't remember. I remember it being a thing, but I don't remember if I saw it. I also have a horrible memory um, because I've done a lot of drugs and alcohol, but now I'm sober. So God bless, but I have a horrible memory. So very easily could have watched every episode and have no (laughs) whatsoever. Um, But I think, I think it's safe to say, I don't think I've watched it before, but I did enjoy it. It reminded me a lot of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. although more technical shit, yeah, but it, yeah. it felt very like Indiana Jones-esque. I don't know yeah, if it's yeah. like the same era, that. but yeah. Well, uh, let's jump, let's jump into this episode and talk about it. The one that we were supposed to talk about. Annie's going to read off a summary of what happened. So we're all on the same page about this episode. Annie, thank you. <laughs> Happy to do it. Um, all right. So MacGyver discovers his friend Kelly on the verge of suicide and learns Kelly was duped out of his life savings by a flamboyant con artist named Crow. To get Kelly's money back, MacGyver convinces Pete to, quote, con the con. And with the help of Joanne, a young Phoenix employee, the foursome executes a sting called the Toledo Twist, stealing Kelly's money back and trapping Crow for some reason inside of a police station in the process. Yeah. Inside an evidence room. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to start by talking about like the the big stuff that we noticed about this low hanging fruit. What do you want to talk about first? You're the guest, Morgan. What did you notice first when you watched this episode? What Me? do you want to talk about? Oh, my God. I mean, I think the main thing in the culture in which we live in now was him, us being like MacGyver's about to create a little uh a doohickey to get him out of the situation. And really he just made the woman look sexier. I think that's one of the main. <laughs> we have to talk about that. Yeah, that is a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which yeah. it was a good misdirect. And honestly, the comedy was good. We get it. It was a good mm-hmm. misdirect, but it was insane that they were like, we got to unbutton those buttons, put the hair down, take the glasses off and make her sexy. Voila. So that was very funny to me. Uh, it, but it worked as it usually does with, <laughs> Uh, MacGyver. Yeah. So that was that stood out to me as, so, as something where I was just like, oh boy, we're really doing <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And they really sold it too. the music. It went mm-hmm. to the, the like putting something together music and she was yes. all excited to see what he was going to make. And they, they really sold the misdirect for sure. They uh, did. They did. They did. I did have a moment in my head where I was like, this could be that he's no, no, he's MacGyver. He's creating a little do. And I was like, <laughs> they went there. So you knew that it was headed in that direction. <laughs> they went there. They went, well, you know, as someone who's gay, I was like, she's getting hotter as he's doing this. Um, <laughs> I'm not blind to that. You're you're making her hotter. I understand <laughs> that's got to be the. Uh, yeah. So I kind of had an I had an idea, but it just is funny that that, that I think that was also a major trope in that era is like use yeah. the hot woman who's dumb to like as the bait or whatever. So right, right. Yeah, I feel like my big takeaway from this episode is just poor Joanne. Like right. This is a, a knowledgeable <laughs> professional yeah. in her field. She pitched the fucking idea that they went with. Um, they don't let her anywhere near the mission. <laughs> exactly. She has to beg <laughs> to be allowed to work. Uh, <laughs> and then she has to fucking show up to the stables and yeah. hide in the stables to even be noticed as uh, the person who pitched the idea. And then they just <laughs> manage to, um, 
do the the take out the ponytail, take off the glasses uh, trick on her. And she does it only because like she wants, you know, she cares about the work. Um, right. But it, it was kind of lame how they used her uh, in this episode. And also I found it really irritating that they gave her photography as like her thing that makes her interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, It was just like really strange when MacGyver shows up to her house with a pastrami on rye. Oh, right. oh and my God. Like, and she's, Oh my God. She's like taking photos of weird shit to like, to kind of signify like she's different she's from all the other artist. girls. Um, that, that part was insane. I forgot about that. It made no sense too. It was like, he should have like used the flash from the camera to blind the intro. Like that would have made, Oh, okay. Now it makes sense that she's a photographer. It made no sense. It, ma- it mattered not oh one God. whit to the story. I felt the same way about her. I was like, what was really odd to me about it was that the writers seemed aware of what they were doing to her character. It was like, you know, they just had her character constantly be like, come on guys, I'm an expert in this. Let me be involved. And the guys were like going off being like giggling boys, like we're doing a sting. (laughs) Uh, And like, you can't be, no girls allowed. But like the fact that like there was an awareness to write the character as like, I want to be involved and you're not letting me be involved. I just was like, why didn't the writers just let her be involved? Like what? what? Yeah. It was like, they're uh, self-aware enough to know. Yeah. I would not want to be a woman working at the Phoenix foundation. Like it did not. Or in the writer's room for MacGyver for that matter. Right. Yeah. And there probably wasn't a female in that writer's room. No, probably not. (laughs) I would be shocked if if there was. And if there was, they were like, you, we don't need your ideas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What do you think? uh, How we make her hotter? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You didn't come in with your hair down today. Okay. We're not taking your (laughs) jokes. Um, That I will say I did laugh out loud when they showed the picture of the banana thing. (laughs) I did audibly laugh out loud. I was like, that's the craziest thing they could have picked. And And what's in what's in the photo also? Is there like paper clips or some weird shit in the photo? Whatever it is, it's insane. And then she just off just brushes it off to be like, yeah, when I'm stressed, I take pictures of weird food. And you're like, yeah, as if that's the most normal thing (laughs) in the world. I'm like, we're not gonna So yeah, and her character really comes across as annoying the entire episode, and it's really not her fault. It's like you've written this character to be like a foil against these two guys, and it's, there was no winning here. Yeah, but women are annoying. Let's get that clear. All right, you said it, not me, sister. <laughs> um, what I really want to talk about in terms of low hanging fruit is the uh, is the attempted suicide scene and how differently oh we treat that now than we <laughs> that we did then. It's just, oh I mean, first of all, it lasts so goddamn long that scene of him trying to kill himself but also like macgyver gets like seriously angry at him and like yeah. yells oh, yeah, at him and screaming at him like you know, think about your kids and what the fuck are you thinking it just really felt like oh we've come a long way since then and the way we treat mental illness right you know, hopefully. yeah he's all righteous and shit like how you you're going to get righteous about this 60 year old who's about to fucking gas himself to death. Like one of the darker uh, openings of like an action adventure, family friendly show that I have ever seen. Um, I I was thinking about the trope too, of like in the eighties, I do feel like there was a lot of suicide stuff and it was around like financial ruin. Like a lot of times hmm. that was the the reason in every TV show that a guy, a guy wants to kill himself is that he, uh, you know, he has no money. And that, that was like, 
you never really saw suicide depicted for any other reason than like, I, you know, I'm destitute and I'm, I have no money. Um, there was a lot of that kind of dark shit in the eighties. I don't know why. Maybe it was just like all of the money and cocaine and like excess and everything led to. Well, I think maybe, maybe you could make the argument that it's like the emphasis on money and like sure. financial, yeah. you know, and yep. wealth like right. could have, it was a materialistic decade for sure. Yeah. Maybe that was like in the culture, but it still feels really weird um, <laughs> to, to open the episode with him screaming at a friend of his um, yeah. <laughs> attempting suicide, like yeah. really yeah. wild. And then to, to force that friend to then dress up as part of the sting. Who was an IT guy, that? I think. I think they established he was a computer guy. What are you putting him in the field for in a beard? <laughs> Oh, we did have the last line when they finally all turned to him and said, like, how you feel now? And he's like, after helping you guys pull this off, I feel like I could do anything. And that's the last line <laughs> of the episode. And that's intended for us at home to be like, OK, good. He's not going to kill himself. OK, good. We've saved him. He had he had a uh, a true emotional arc and journey. He was Real, really did. so excited to be part of it. And when <laughs> it went well, he was just the most oh. eager person I'd ever seen when earlier he wanted he was trying to kill himself. I will say it was probably a bit of a higher power moment that was like, you should watch this other episode first. Because if this is the only one I'd ever seen, I'd be like, oh, this yeah. is so fucked up. I can't believe you guys are making me watch this. Yeah, it was yeah. it was dark like for sure. But yeah. Well, the yeah, previous was one was pretty dark too. This guy was a hitman and he had all these regrets and shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, but he wasn't trying to kill himself, yeah. gas himself. Freaking, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. I can get on board with this thing, man, who's like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. It feels very, yeah. it was like endearing almost that one, but this yeah. one was like, Whoa, okay. Shit. And then God, I love a good beard as a disguise, yeah. mm -hmm. but the funniest part for this that made it even more elevated is when <laughs> he comes up in the guy's face and is like, you don't remember me. And then he takes <laughs> the fake beard. Which, why does he have it with him and puts it back on his face? And it's like this guy and then takes it off. And it's like, all right, he's just carrying that fake beard. Around. Oh my God. I didn't think it about was, that. it was truly bizarre. And I also want to call out that it does not appear that any of these people have ever seen cocaine in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, because oh. like what were they doing they also say cocaine far too much they, they cocaine, say the word like yes. this yeah. is cocaine let's move the cocaine let's yes. wait at cocaine <laughs> <laughs> What what did you like, Nathan, about the episode? What were oh, your... what I like? I mean, I liked everything MacGyver wore. I think the fucking fashion. The whole first season spent um, a lot of time establishing that he runs all over the world. You know, he like he's always in another country. He's always in another place, just doing another mission. And these first three episodes have all been based in L.A. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, maybe why they had him fly in on a jet fighter at the beginning of this to like oh, really yeah. sell that he's always going around the world. And then, I mean, I should I should clarify: there's about three minutes of stock footage of fighter jets, followed by one <laughs> shot of MacGyver getting in a jeep with a hot girl, <laughs> and that's supposed to sell that he's been in this fighter jet. Uh, but anyway, that yeah. that I loved. I love anything that feels like a time capsule to the '80s and like looking at like dirty old Los Angeles in the 
80s and seeing his patterned Hawaiian shirt that he's bloused over these tight jeans and like the fucking uh, blazer with the sleeves rolled up that he wears at the party at the beginning, like all of that kind of fashion nonsense. I mean, this was very 80s. I will say this is that I'm not trying to make a joke. That's how I dress. I know yeah. it is. I know. And it's like as a like. Why do you think you're on this of, podcast? And I don't want to say hipster, and I'm like fucking regret this. But as like kind of a hipstery lesbian in LA, I dress exactly like that. I got the blazers rolled up. I got yeah. Hawaiian shirts. I got two Hawaiian shirts to fucking. I mean, tell you. what was that full length sweatsuit you were wearing the other day? And I was like the day glow looking thing, and I was like, that's fucking <laughs> rad. Yeah, it's a tie dye sweatsuit. Actually, I'll yeah. do a plug. It's a small business here called the tie dyke hmm. and it's about oh, it's a couple sweet. of lesbians that make really cool tie-dye sweatsuits that are amazing. fucking awesome and they're handmade and you cool. can find them on instagram at the tie dyke so i'll shout out for them That's but awesome. yeah my whole style is that yeah. like i was i was watching i was like damn cool yeah get yeah. it MacGyver. like yeah. where do i get that he shirt? doesn't always look this cool only when he's at the, home like blue and pink shirt in particular i was mm. like yeah. how can i <laughs> I'm not buying you another memorabilia thing. I know. Nathan already purchased <laughs> me one of the denim j- leather jacket combos that has been seen Ooh. in a previous episode, no which way. I can't wait to fully wear on stage. And I'm yeah. excited about it. I do want to say that I loved the scene when they were watching the horse race and they're like loudly trying to talk about how they're breaking the law to try and like... <laughs> Oh yeah, entice the the bad guy to come and and join them. And I just loved how clunky and goofy that was. Mm. They just wanted him to be like, hey, are you guys doing bad stuff? Because I also like to do bad stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is it always that heavy handed? Is it always Almost like, always. yeah, it feels it was just so, the second he like hopped over the MacGyver's like to get in that seat. He's like, you guys do bad stuff. I do bad stuff. Let's do bad stuff together. Um, <laughs> it, it reminds me of like videos you were shown in school for the dare program. Yes. You know, like, like this guy in the white suit with the fedora is the yeah. bad guy who deals cocaine. And and like also in when you watch those dare videos like you would think that people are offering drugs like on every street corner. I was like I wish that was happening to me in high school. <laughs> I would just walk down the street. Yeah. And people would be like, "Hey, do you want some drugs?" Yeah. yeah. Well, I do want to talk about this bad guy because uh we 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 need to talk about this, Annie. Uh, this is a, our first repeat actor of the series. Correct. This guy in the white suit played an entirely different main character a season ago. Yeah, no not way. not too long ago, maybe 15 episodes back, he played a totally different character with a different name, and they just brought back this actor being like, oh, nobody will remember this. Oh my God, that's so That's funny. how disposable television was back then. People weren't yeah. really taping stuff off TV that much. People weren't, right. re- you know, it was just like, eh, whatever, nobody will know. Nobody will remember, yeah. you know? Also, that guy books. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I got fucking, but he got two in the same show. He, he books. he's in a sh- yeah. he's in a show called The Prodigal with his real life brother, and they play brothers in the show. Wow! Um, but I also had a real problem with this villain because they make him out to be like this super high level, like mob bossy kind of criminal mastermind, you know, dude. 
And yet he's willing to like get involved in this nickel and dime $2,000 scam with these people he just met at a, at a racetrack. Like the whole time he's showing up to in-person meetings to like have grifts explained to him. It just feels like if he was that high status, you'd never get anywhere near this guy. Like he wouldn't show up on the side of a bridge for three, you know, three yahoos to explain right. some dumb cardboard box to him, you know? like Yeah. And he was by himself a lot, which is weird for a character like that you know what i mean like i feel i feel like in a normal um narrative around yeah. organized crime you would see him with like five guys with yeah, him totally um, yeah and there'd be real stakes to like them fucking up the first grift they would be like okay we <laughs> cut your thumb off um, yeah and they'd be not outdoors it felt weird it was outdoors <laughs> on a bridge i was like he would have some warehouse right, right. that was heavily guarded yeah yeah, it would be scary going into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, it felt like amateur pro, you know, like a student it's like film. amateur night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wish they have, would have like explained it somehow. Like if he was even just like, well, I have a couple days off. Um, yeah. I'm just going to run around with <laughs> yeah, you clowns right. and, and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It really, it, this one felt like not a MacGyver episode in that it felt like an ensemble cast, uh, almost comedy. Like MacGyver was like the funny one of the group. Uh, and then there was like the nerdy hot girl. And then there was the old man. It was like, it was like an ensemble comedy as opposed to like MacGyver being the, the centerpiece of everything, which he often usually is, you know? Yeah, I was, I wanted more creating old doohickeys because I watched the other episode and that was so fun. And I... Something so glaring for me was the thing, the main thing he made in the episode, which is to make the lights flash in the eyes mm -hmm. of the guys that came in. I was like, that is entirely too much work to do for such a small thing that feels like it wouldn't really work. Welcome like, to MacGyver. <laughs> is that what the whole thing is? I just, I just, well, that's think the, about, that's think it. about how easy it would have been to kick in that door at the beginning and how hard yeah. it was to wrap a fire hose around it and put it in an elevator in order to pull right. the doorknob off. Like it's always too complicated, but you know, that is kind of some of the fun of it. But yeah, I agree that like that particular one was pretty dumb. Yeah, I just was like, that's the, like, you could just throw, if these guys are so dumb, you just throw something that sounds loud in a corner and then run. <laughs> yeah. If we're really trying to just stun them for two seconds, yeah. we don't have to make two matchsticks that maybe they'll step on. I know. Like, that also was like, I know. <laughs> we hope they step on it. This is why I made traps as a kid that I, I would make things like this and hope my sister would walk on them or, you know, like, and it's like, yeah. they... Oh never God, do. it never worked. It never worked. I, my brother and I used to try to prank each other like that all the time. Just failed. <laughs> I remember my cousin and I pranks. digging a hole. We wanted my sister to fall in and then covering <laughs> it with like pine branches. <laughs> yeah. And then her walking across the hole. And because we hadn't dug it deep enough, the pine branches just like bent seven inches down. It was like, and she was like, this is cool. And then we made it into like a mock trampoline and we all played on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, I guess that didn't work. Uh, oh, so what did you think of the MacGyverism? So we, we had the bobby pins. We talked about that. The battery trick. We talked about that. He, um, they trapped him in the evidence room. Right? It's so crazy. Yeah. But he did, he made, <laughs> the, so the evidence, that box, little evidence box switch malfunctioned or whatever. Yeah. And then also he stuck a little thing in the door. The gum in so the door or whatever that was. Yeah. Gum in the door. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. I think this, 
this episode was light on on the yeah. the little inventions and tricks, which I think is like half of what you tune in for. This mm-hmm. was a little bit more like it was full uh, on like the Sting style heist. Yeah, thing. Um, yeah, it yeah. really was like the movie The Sting. Um, that's probably what Great they little bit of trivia. <laughs> Dana Elkar was in The Sting. Oh, the really? guy who plays oh, Pete Thornton, the guy who plays the bald boss, was in the Sting when he was younger, which is a much better. <laughs> you you want to watch a good heist thing? They don't Great telegraph what's movie. about to happen. You just find out as an audience member. They don't spend twenty minutes describing what the <laughs> fucking drift is. Yeah, no, that's great. The Sting is a great movie, but I will say the other episode I watched where he explains hot wiring the door and it the door doesn't know if you're on the inside or the outside i was like this is cool and then i didn't get to see it in my episode and i was like are you guys just throwing me are you picking the trash one and just throwing it to me (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we'll have you back i'll pick the best one i think the issue is more the quality varies so wildly from (laughs) episode to episode (laughs) you have no idea what you're gonna get really never know what you're gonna get yeah yeah um, uh, this is almost all the notes I have, but I, I did write in big capital letters. This is the busiest police station in California <laughs> um, because he tries to go get that stupid form filled oh out and there's God. like 50 cops waiting in line. Just so happens to be awfully busy at that moment. Um, uh, there were some real fancy like wipes in this episode where like one scene would wipe to the other or they're like yeah. the little circle thing focuses in on the hat at the end. It was all very like very showman. Uh, it felt esque. very iMovie, I, I figured yeah. out the transitions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, when you first start editing and you're like, oh, oh yeah. there's a transition tab. The only other thing I wanted to bring up is the depiction of police officers were hilarious um, <laughs> in this episode. Like, they, yeah. first of all, they were all really thin and in good shape, which mm-hmm. is like a little bit uh, refreshing to see not like a donut shop um, depiction of a police officer, but they all had like thick New York accents, despite the (laughs) fact that they're in Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're very cop. But, but you had the the difference between the guy in the evidence room who had this like big Jew fro and was like, Oh my God, I got to go get the paperwork. And the guy outside who like borrows the sports section. And you think he's going to catch the guy in the truck. Who's like a goddamn male model. Like yeah, is... he had like a more of a Hitler youth vibe to be yeah. honest. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, Agreed. Man. Yes. I also want to know why why do they use their real names in this thing? They go by MacGyver and fucking Joanne. <laughs> Pete is terrible in the field. He's dropping shit in the evidence room. Like he's never good in the field. I will say the moment when he was trying to get the paper signed was very Mark's brother. It felt very Mark's brother. He was like, hey, yeah. well, I don't, oh, okay, he's got to go first. Oh, who's on first? Who's on yeah. second? Da, 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 da. Yeah, it, yeah was, it was a fun, for me, it was like, oh, this feels very this era comedy. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you're right. Nope, you got yeah. some better. Yeah. It's oh, fucking slapstick. you're in line, you know. Yeah, like, yeah very slapstick. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I yeah. think for context, like around the time this came out, like the Police Academy movies were like the most popular oh, movies yeah. mm. in the country. Um. So I can I can only imagine that that kind of like slapstick cop humor was right, yeah, really right. popular. That's so funny. I liked I, I love when they put uh, the bad guy in the back of the truck. They stuffed a glove in his mouth and put 
put duct tape over it, but they didn't do anything to restrain his hands or arms. So he's, and I know why it's because once they get him in the truck, they have to get his, his clothing off, but he's just sitting, you see him in one shot. He's just sitting there with his arms at his sides, not touching his face. Just like, Oh, I guess I'm stuck with this glove in my mouth. Yeah. I mean, police work is really complicated. I don't expect you to get it. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, have you ever had a, Gloves stuck in your mouth. I have not. Date. I probably would just stay there like a deer in the headlights. You're, um, you're in shock. You're in just you're sh- such shock so that you can't move arms. Oh, I did it. love, I liked the moment when he crosses the street in the white suit, takes the hat off and says, howdy. And they realize, oh my God, that's MacGyver. That was like, as a kid, I would have thought, oh, awesome. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. got him in the white suit. Cool. But yeah, I give extra points sometimes to something where nine-year-old Nate would have been like, that's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about nine-year-old me. Yeah. This was like, it felt, it took me back to like Spy Kids. I had every Spy Kids thing. You get the glasses that had the mirror in the corner. Uh-huh. I had those. I had all the Spy Kids stuff. So this was like, cool. it was very fun for me to watch. I liked it. Yeah. Fun homework. Fun homework. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we'll find out more about what Morgan's up to these days. And we'll rank our episode on our super scientific DTMP rating system. Stick around. We'll be right back. How amazing is it that we have the ability to send emails? It really is a feat of humankind. Then why does email suck so bad? It doesn't have to. If you're ready to enjoy email again, I have a solution. It's called Big Fred's Smut Collection. Receive a dirty animated drawing in your email inbox every Sunday. And the best part is, it's completely free. Follow at Big Fred Smut on Instagram, and you can DM your email to sign up. Sign up now. It's totally free at Big Fred Smut on Instagram. Uh, We're back with our guest. Uh, Morgan, we talked about all of your hiking escapades. Um, Are you doing any comedy these days? Is there anything you want to plug or anything you have coming up? I understand that the world is not quite open, especially in LA. The world is, yes, not quite open. I, um, yeah, a couple things, which is actually fun and nice for me to say, but I have a... Uh, podcast or digital series that I filmed at the beginning of quarantine that will be coming out um, and it's called Famously Dumped and it's about getting broken up with and we've got some really great guests on there we've got like Corinne Fisher Jared Freed awesome. um, Alice Wetterland uh, Leslie Arfin we got a hell of a lineup for wow. that so that's coming out hopefully in the next month which will be great and all of this you can find um, on my social media, which is Morgan Miller seventeen one seven, and that um, so that you'll see the release dates on that. And then my friend Mike Kelton and I, who's my best friend and writing partner, we do a monthly show that's also on Instagram Live. That's um, called Mike and Morgan Catch Up, and it's just literally us catching up. Um, which on is Instagram enough of a show as it is because the two of you are hilarious together. <laughs> it's great and it's very absurd, and we have two guests usually come on, and then. Um, what was the other thing that I had going on? Oh, <laughs> I kind of got TikTok famous. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And I love yeah. that this is the last thing you think of. You're like, oh, oh I got social I media viral sensation. on TikTok. Forgot about that. 
<laughs> what happened and how and what's going on? Oh my God. Well, you can follow me on TikTok. It's called Morgan Miller Talks, T-O-K-S. Um, and I made a, like my fifth video or something like that I made and it went mega viral. It has over 3 million views. And so I, then all of a sudden I have almost 40,000 followers on TikTok. Do you know how that happened? Like what made that video different than any other video? I'll say a couple things. One, it fooled people, like tricked people, which my intent wasn't to fool people, it was to make it a joke, but people Mm. got really fooled by it. But it was a joke of a trend that was happening. TikTok is very like trend oriented. So this was like a trend that we like made fun of. Uh, And then people were like, wanted to comment on it, like, this is fake or, you know, like, oh my God, like a lot of people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Like all this stuff. So I had to do a follow-up video that was like, no, this is fake. Thank you for everyone that was nice. Not cool of everyone that was mean, but you can follow me. Um, And so then now I've been releasing all kinds of videos. I released my standup, I released all that stuff. And TikTok Mm. is so one, it's so like one trick pony. It wants you to be a one trick pony. It's like, that's the algorithm. It's like, you, we want you to be the one thing that you are. And I'm just not that. I'm just mm. too many things. I would make fun of trends. I do stand up. I do things with Charlie, which I think are very funny. So it's like, I have all these followers, but like none of my stuff is super blown up again. Mm. I'll go TikTok live sometimes too and talk about like mental health and stuff. Cause I think it's a good platform also to share about that stuff. And I, mm. I am very open about my mental illness and um, I'm sober now. So that's a cool place to follow me. If you do want to see like lives and things like that. And also I make stupid content, but yeah, I got TikTok famous. It was pretty stupid. And <laughs> that's so cool. So that's it. Those are the three things. And actually, I feel very, I feel very fortunate that I have anything going on. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, all right. Well, we're going to move on to our final segment now. It's time for It's Classified. That is correct. We are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is. So we are going to rate this episode. All right. This is like a rapid fire thing. And we're going to rate this episode on a number of different characteristics. Morgan, you're our guest. So you go first. On a scale of one to 10, how exciting did you find this episode? Uh, Three. <laughs> you said that a lot of confidence. Why so much confidence? <laughs> I didn't find it that exciting. <laughs> You're probably comparing it to the one previous, right? Yes, I was. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, in just general, I was like, I think exciting is the wrong word. I was never like, ooh, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, a, a solid three. Yeah, it did put you on the edge of your seat for sure. Uh, what about you, Annie? <laughs> yeah, this, I don't know. This episode didn't excite or delight me. Um, I, I'm going to give it like a solid five. It was just like very middle of the road episode of television. I liked Mm -hmm. the last act, but I felt like the middle part was just fucking boring. Um, I'll get a five as well. How well crafted is this? This is like directing, writing, acting the whole bit, uh, on a scale of one to 10. I mean, if we're talking, if, this is hard. If you're like, well, the director surely got his point across. Then, you know, he surely was heavy handed enough that we right. knew what was going on. Yeah. Right, were right. you able to detect what they were trying to say in this I don't episode? Think clarity is the problem here. So that's what we're trying to say. Fucking 10 out of 10, babe. Yeah. But if we're saying like, what, you want know, the misdirection thing and the directing, it's, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun 80s show. I'd give it like, I liked it because it, it reminded me of Indiana Jones so much. I gave it like a seven. A seven. Okay. What about you, Annie? Um, I, th- 
justice for Joanne is all I have to say. I'm just <laughs> upset uh, yeah. with that whole character enough to knock it down quite a bit. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. a six. Okay. You know what? You're right. And as a fellow woman uh, on this podcast, <laughs> Annie, I'm actually going to change my answer if that's okay. I'm going to actually go with a six as well because we do in solidarity here. So that's a six for me as well. That is how it works. That's you exactly. change your answer to whatever exactly I said. This is the complete opposite of what happened in the last episode where Shane yelled at both of us for I everything know, we did. I know, he was so mad. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to give this, uh, you know what? Solidarity, man. I'll go to six as well. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. We got a six, male six. feminist a up in here. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I guess I'll give it a six because who knows what these <laughs> ladies are going to do if I don't. They um, got to put their hair down if I'm going to give them a six. <laughs> uh, take one more button. I'll give you a seven. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to go on a scale of one to five now. How innovative was this episode? This is like MacGyverisms that we, we've talked about, those little inventions he does. Uh, on a scale of one to five, uh, how inventive was this episode? Two. Yeah, it was the match thing was cool, but I, what the fuck happened? Did the matches get <laughs> yeah. lit? I mean, I swear to God. The moment when those lights went off, they didn't really capture that moment. So it just sort of happened so quickly. We didn't register it. Yeah, there's an envelope opener. I was like, what is, I, because I'd seen the other episode too, where they explained it. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's explaining why the lock is now coming open. This one, I was like, you just put a match you couple, it looked cool, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't know really what happened. So yeah, like, a, what did I say? Two. Two. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Annie? Um, yeah, he barely did anything um, in terms of gadgets, but they did coin the term MacGyverism oh, in this episode. She that. actually said that, which yeah. is kind of oh, like wow. this meta thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He barely kind of did any of these um, innovations. So I'm going to say two as well. Two. Okay. Yeah, I I did enjoy the thing he did in the elevator with the fire hose, although he's used fire hoses several times for crazy <laughs> things like this before. So I'll give it a two for that um, because I think, but the rest of it was kind of boring and not as exciting as what we've seen. Um, uh, on a scale of one to five, what's the 80s cool factor of this episode? This oh, is- come on. The wardrobe already is elevated to another level. 80s cool factor. And he was wearing, the cocaine dealer was wearing that fucking slick ass outfit, which <laughs> were like, this is a trope that we can get onto. I thought it was very slick 80s. I'll give that a four. Okay. I'm all about I thought it really hit the 80s like slick tropes yeah i i actually i think five for me because i loved i loved everything about the the costumes um and like joanne's whole look like those glasses um just so reminded me of those 80s ladies and (laughs) and all of macgyver's clothes um so yeah five i i agree i think i alluded to this in the last episode that i that this is probably the 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 coolest we're going to get, at least in this season, I think uh, the 80s coolest we're ever going to get. So we'll give it a five. Um, all right. There are some bonus categories and it'll get extra points if uh, any of these things is true. It's just a yes or a no. Does he help out an old friend in this episode? Yes, he sure does. Kelly is an old friend, so he yeah. helps him out. Uh, so the next question is, if he does help out an old friend, does that friend die? Because he loses points if the friend dies by the end of the episode. No, the Which friend actually had a whole change of heart. Right. You should get more points for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is he detained against his will in this episode? There is that moment in the Jeep where they're holding guns on him. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we count that. I don't, I don't know. I, I tend not to count that because it's not like he's 
like locked in a room right, right. or I say no. I say no. Okay. That concludes this classified. Uh, now it's time to reveal the results. Out of a total 100 possible points, uh, this episode receives 56 points. Oh, God. <laughs> Making it the second best episode we've seen so far. Get this. The other episode. That, well, in this season. Of season two. Oh, so far. okay. okay. Um, I was like, geez. <laughs> what a bad show. What the fuck? <laughs> There's a million episodes of this. Um, uh, just in case you were curious, Morgan, this episode was beaten out by the one you watched before for it by one point. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so the, the previous episode is one point better and the first episode of the season is still uh, at 49 in the bottom spot. Oh um, so that's it. Uh, any fi final parting thoughts before we get out of here? Anything we missed, uh, et cetera. Thanks for doing this, Morgan. This was really fun. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. It was fun. It was super. I think it's, you know, as I was telling you guys, my schedule is packed, but it was nice <laughs> to. Well, you're TikTok famous now. You got a lot of content you got to kick out. Yeah, like content I got to make. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was fun to watch it. And it was fun to, it was fun to watch something that I would never have watched before. So it was fun. Thank you guys for having me. This was really fun. It's a really fun podcast. So <laughs> you keep for saying fun me. a lot. Like, I'm, are you pro protesting too much? <laughs> you know, this has been actually really painful and I didn't want to have to say it like this, but. I didn't have any fun. No, this has been great. It's been really fun. It was fun. That was good to see you. Um, any other parting thoughts from you, Annie? I know. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> got to everything. Annie, I have, have a parting thought. Come on. <laughs> She's like, I will be expecting MacGyver's crash shirt for the season two <laughs> finale. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, there was a lot of good, a lot of good outfits in this. Um, but yeah, this is the second time the ugly duckling episode from uh, season one being the first that they've done like the glow up. Um, right. For the like intelligent, like right. professional woman that they're working with, uh, which I, I, I'm against. I, I support looking like shit at work and I don't appreciate uh, the media telling me otherwise. Wait, I have a question also. Why was it called Two Fumes? Two, uh, what was it called? Twice it Stung? It was called... What did you say? Two I don't fumes? know what it is. It was called Twice Stung. Okay, we don't need to actually go into that. We can cut this part. Yeah, we will. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Kelly got stung by the by the con man. Got it, they twice. They stung him back, yeah. I think. Uh -huh. Sure, sure, got sure. Got it. Don't worry. Uh, it's all No, good. you can keep it. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I like two feuds better. Is that what you said? Two feuds? I said fumes, like a psychopath. Why would it be called that in any capacity? Nope. I can't get over the matchbooks. I'm like, that's... Well, the that's matchbooks like, and like yeah. the gas from the yeah, opening. I know, like, I know. This is going down over Okay, path. all right, all right. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check out our website at themacgyverpod.com and our socials and our Patreon. It's all at themacgyverpod. If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can get them on CBS All Access buy them on Amazon Prime, or as we've just learned, on Pluto TV. Join us next week when we'll be breaking down Season 2, Episode 4, The Wish Child. Take care, everybody, and remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac, friends, friends are, are the, the adventures, adventures of, of life. life. Good night, everybody. Good night! <laughs>